This is Candyland, a place you pretend to visit when you play this game. The cards show you how to follow the path through Candyland. You'll discover the gingerbread plum tree, a rainbow pass, and gumdrop mountain. But be careful of the cherry pitfalls, and don't get stuck in molasses swamp. You don't have to know how to read or count to have loads of fun in Candyland. Candyland, a game for people four to eight from Milton Bradley. October to December truly remains to be one of the greatest times of the year to be a fat kid. Fact. Especially if you have a sweet tooth. Fact. And growing up, if you were a fan of candy, you would dream of visiting one place and spending ample amounts of time there. This is the story of Candyland. <laughs> this is Toys Were Us. All of my best friends are toys. Oh boy, all of my best friends are toys. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, all of my best friends are toys. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Hello. Hi. You may as well consider us Twisted Metal. Because this episode has a real sweet tooth. <laughs> ah. My name is Richard Hunt, and with me, as always, is my cousin and co-host, Brian Muth. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Toys R Us podcast, your weekly trip into the past to unearth the history of a piece of your childhood that made it extra sweet. Brian. Yes, sir. This week, we're going to take a trip to a magical place where it never rains. The end. <laughs> nah, nah. We've already been to Camp Green Lake. <laughs> This week, well, that's just too damn bad. <laughs> Grandpa, I'm tired of doing it. Oh, that's too damn bad. <laughs> this week, we're going to Candyland. Ooh. Pack your bags. Pack them. And your insulin. Yeah. <laughs> Diabetes. Diabetes. Well, for Brimley's like, <sighs> heavy breathing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that being said, are you ready? You bet. Let's go. We start our story in 1948. 1948. 1948. One year before my pops was born. Where we meet up with retired school teacher Eleanor Abbott. Eleanor Abbott. I look at Eleanor people. Just <laughs> nice. <laughs> Eleanor Abbott. Uh, if you say it really fast, it sounds like Eleanor Rabbit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. Which Eleanor Abbott is a decidedly 1948. It is such an old timey name. Yeah, the only way it would have been is like Eustace or Uh, Edith or Eustace is her middle name. Yeah, right. (laughs) Eleanor Eustace Abbott. Okay, that might as well be a thing. It's like oh oh wow okay. Now Eleanor was stuck in a San Diego hospital, surrounded by children, who like her. Okay, that's two strikes there. Hospital and children. We're hobbled by... Don't say polio. Don't say polio. Polio. Motherfuck. <laughs> polio, poliomyelitis, better known as polio, was once a highly feared disease. It struck suddenly, paralyzing its victims, most of whom were children. The virus targets the nerve cells in the spinal cord, inhibiting the body's control over its muscles. This leads to muscle weakness, decay, or outright fatality in the extreme cases. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of polio. No. I don't think anybody is. Is anybody nah. like, well, you know what I love? Fucking polio, dude. Uh, Dr. Mangala might have been okay with polio, but he was a fuck. Uh, any sane and rational person. Okay. Anybody okay. who's not a fucking Nazi? Yeah. 
And nobody's like, bro, I'm fucking stoked for polio, bro. I got bro. this fucking polio, son. I suck your dick, I got this polio. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> the weirdest flex. Um, the leg muscles are the most common sites of polio damage, along with the muscles of the head, neck, and diaphragm. In the last case, a patient would require the aid of an iron lung, a massive coffin-like enclosure that forces the afflicted body to breathe. For children whose still-developing bodies are more vulnerable to polio infection, the muscle wastage from polio can result in disfigurement if left untreated. And treatment typically involves physical therapy to stimulate muscle development, followed by braces to ensure that the affected part of the bodies retain their shape. That doesn't sound like fun at all. No. Like any of it. Which makes me wonder, did Forrest Gump have polio? That's a good question. Because he did have the fucked up legs. He had the fucked up legs and, like, he was mentally slow. Yeah, that's true. Which... If you have polio, it's fucking with your brain. Well, yeah. High fevers and all cooking your brains and shit. Should we just fucking crack Forrest Gump? Holy shit. We might have. Although, I don't know if, like, polio goes away if, like, bullies are chasing you in their truck. Well, no, but think about, like, if he he was at the point where he was already pretty much healed. Yeah. And the braces were the final stage. Yeah. It could have just lined up, coincidence-wise, that... His legs were now strong enough. Dude, you said final stage. It's like when a sh- when a rocket is going up mm-hmm. and it sheds all like the extra bits. Yeah, the stages. Final stage. Oh shit! Illuminati confirmed. FBI, like, shut oh. that shit down. Like no, delete it. <laughs> delete what? <laughs> ah! No. Um, what's funny <clears throat> is that on the, some of the early editions of Candyland, mm-hmm. in the instruction booklet, there's a little boy and a little girl. Mm-hmm. And old, like, original versions, you can see on the boy's legs. Oh, he's got braces. braces. No shit. Yeah. It, it, of course, went away. Naturally. As things you know, Fuck, like, representation. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Um, What's that you say? We have a cripple on a box? Get rid of him! A cripple? What's next? A colored? You're like, oh. Yeah, it's like, ooh, God. All right. Fuck. 40s and 50s? We get it. <laughs> You're racist as fuck. <clears throat> you want to say 40s and 50s, but it's like, literally, cops just kill the fucking Mexican guy. Yeah. The whole the whole UPS uh, shootout situation is fucking disgusting. That's a, that's a f- systemic failure from top to bottom. Oh, there. 100%. It's just a hundred fucking percent. damn. Like, when I read about that, I'm just like, oh, no. And you know what's real fucked up is, like, if you go to look up his name on Tumblr. Yeah. Because I was wanting to see what people were posting, you know? Mm-hmm. It's as if you were trying to, like, look up porn. Oh, just, Jesus. It, there's no there's no results. Really? They've just like scrub- they've like black yeah, scrubbed it entirely. Fucking hell. Yeah. That's fucked up, dude. That's fu- way to way to get your fucking fan base back, Tumblr, you dumb fuck. As my dad would say, this isn't China. Yeah. Certainly not. Uh, Although the way they're trying to deregulate the internet, I mean, you'd think so. You know what? Man? What can we say? 
What can we say? I can tell you what I can say. Fuck you, Ajit Pai. Oh, God. Don't let him hear you. He'll fucking come at you with those big-ass chompers. That's true. He's like that fucking alligator game when you had to try to pull the tooth out before it snaps on your fucking Crocodile dentist. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like the episode where uh, uh, of The Simpsons where Bart took Grandpa's dentures. Oh my! Exactly. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's a hundred percent spot on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vaccines appeared in the 1950s. Thank fuck. And the disease was essentially eradicated by the end of the millennium. But in the mid-century, polio was a medical boogeyman, ushering in the climate of hysteria. It was like it was like one of the OG madness for Polly. <laughs> yes, I was going to equate it to like the OG satanic panic. Oh know? yeah, that's that works too. Um, there was no prevention and no cure. The historian David M. Oshinsky writes: Everyone was at risk, especially children. There was nothing a parent could do to protect the family because children are weak. Yeah, they are. Until it's like. Uh, Hostel 2 or 3. Yeah. Where they just fucking... <laughs> Wreck shop. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, okay. Mm. Like, humans don't really develop that, that killer instinct until they're about two, then everything's off the yeah. table. Children of the Corn. Yeah. Village of the Damned. Oh, there's just so many damn creepy-ass children. Yeah. Oh, fucking uh, Gage. Yes. Fucking Pet cemetery. Yeah. No fair. <laughs> It's like he just took away his jacks or something. <laughs> fair. <laughs> his apple jacks. Ooh. That is certainly not fair. Mm, that is not fair. Um, like the outbreak of AIDS in the 1980s, polio eruption caused fear because its vectors of transmission were poorly understood. <laughs> At least they didn't blame the gays. That's true. Although, if they were more accepting with the fact that there were gay people, I'm sure they probably would have. Yeah, good point. Right? Yeah. It's these homosexuals. <laughs> Jesus. Even though, like, you know goddamn good and well, there's just so many, like, repressed oh, homosexuals oh, yeah. in, like, the 40s and 50s. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're like, she's like, honey, why are you staring at Dave cutting the lawn? Oh, no reason. I just uh, really... Just want to make sure he's getting the right length I, on that lawn. I really admire his tactic. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if he could teach me a thing or two. <laughs> I'm admiring his technique. She's like, why don't you go over there and ask him? Uh, no, I... Nah, I don't uh, want to bother him. I could <laughs> She's like, okay, honey, I love you. I'm, I love you, too. Love you, too. <laughs> One little... <I'm> a <laughs> little peck. <laughs> oh, Christ. Initially, polio was called... Infantile paralysis, which God, that sounds like metal. It sounds like a fucking yeah. death metal album. <laughs> Infantile paralysis. <laughs> I could just oh. see like the shitty fucking like unreadable logo. Yeah. Logo like <laughs> it's like all scrawled. What does that say? Literally, all of these fucking like all of these metal band logos look like uh, tree bark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That says something? It's like when you when you try to write something on an Etch-A-Sketch. Yes, or with your hand that you don't write with. Yeah, your non-dominant <laughs> so you're non-dominant hand. Like, okay, yeah, that's, I guess, close. Unless you're ambidextrous. Yeah. Shout out to the ambidextrous. I'm somewhat ambidextrous, and like I, I mostly do everything with my left hand but right. Yeah, I'm the same way. I don't know, man. Yeah. Um... 
The evidence of infection was uniquely visible and visceral compared to that with the infection diseases of the past, too. It maimed rather than killed, as Patrick Conkhorn puts it. Its symbol was less the coffin than the wheelchair. Ugh. I know. It's true, though. It's it's very true. Children, I mean, let me think about this. Wasn't wasn't one of the main characters in the Secret Garden, didn't he have polio? Yeah. Yeah. Which... It's an underrated-ass movie. Fucking FDR had polio. Yeah. I mean, shout out to FDR. <laughs> shout out to, shout one out to, to FDR. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Children of the era faced a, uh, an unenviable lot, whether infected with polio or not. And Gerald Shepard provides a glimpse of the paranom- what? paranoid atmosphere of the polio scare and its effects on children in a first-hand account of his San Diego childhood in the late 1940s at the height of the epidemic. Years before Comic-Con. <laughs> Quarantine and seclusion were the most common preventative measures. <laughs> Two of my very favorite things as an adult. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. If you get to a point where you're like, I don't have to go anywhere today. Fuck yes, it's a win. Oh, beautiful. It's such a good feeling. Our parents didn't know what to do to protect us except to I- isolate us from other children. One time, I stuck my hand through a window and badly cut myself, and despite several stitches and wads of protective bandaging, my father still grounded me that week for fear polio germs might filter in through the sutures. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't going anywhere, boy. The polio might seep its way in. (laughs) The polio might get ya. (laughs) I don't like you either. (laughs) You'll be crippled. Oh, God. He'll be in a wheelchair. (laughs) All right. Space wheelchair. Oh, man. Yeah. It's like Professor X. The X-Men cartoon. Shut the fuck up, Charles! (laughs) Kids his age were well aware of what polio could do. Every time one of our buddies got sick, he he recollects, we figured he was headed for the iron lung. If you caught polio, you would be committed to a hospital with a chance of being forever anchored to a machine. If you didn't catch it, you would be stuck indoors for the foreseeable future. Which, from a child's perspective, is, is fucking... You have no semblance of time. Yeah, none whatsoever. So if you're in timeout for ten minutes, and you're like, ten minutes? That's 37 hours. Right, and it feels like it, too, because <laughs> it's like... It does. Fuck. It has been... How many seconds? 17 seconds? Dearest Clara, <laughs> I've been in timeout for the last seven minutes. Being separated for you... And my ball and cup has been the hardest seven minutes of my life. <laughs> my ball and cup. <laughs> oh, Christ. The kids Eleanor spent her time with were lonely and sad. And Eleanor, with nothing else to do, decided that a cheerful board game could be the perfect antidote. So she grabbed a piece of, pa- grabbed a piece of butcher paper and started sketching plans. The end result was perfect for young children. No counting, no reading. Players simply needed to grasp colors and follow instructions on the cards to travel around the board. Well, our current president's out then. Yeah, he's like, no, that's very obviously brown. They're like, sir, that's <laughs> sir, that's purple. No, fake news is brown. Okay, it's a beautiful shade of brown. <laughs> Not that I like brown. Takes to Twitter. <laughs> Candyland, this is brown, not purple, okay? It's the worst game ever. You're like, wow. Okay. They would stop at various delicious-sounding locations along the way. Mmm. 
She shared it with the children in the polio ward, and they loved it. One year later, Milton Bradley bought the game, and at a dollar a pop, inflated, which is a little over $10 today, it became a surprise hit. Candyland. The first Candyland box stated that the game was a sweet little game for sweet little folks. Aw, right? Yeah. While Milton Bradley kept that origin story under wrap for decades, the game's connection to the disease didn't stop there. It's possible that polio helped make Candyland famous. In the early 1950s, when polio swept the country, the best way to stay healthy was to avoid people. Public swimming pools, playgrounds, and bowling alleys were pretty much shuttered. (laughs) Moviegoers were encouraged to sit far from each other at the theater, which... Yeah. Unless it's like opening night fucking Marvel or Star Wars. Yeah. It's like like the piss rule in a bathroom. Why are you in the stall next to me? Yeah. Or the urinal next to me? You know, there's like like 17 other fucking urinals. Yeah. Yeah, you sit in the row in front of me. Why? Who the fuck does that help? Yeah. It's like, look, I understand that I'm baller at choosing seats. Yeah. But fuck off. Nobody likes a copycat. Yeah. What's funny is, like, now it's not so much a problem because back in the day, if you had your feet up and then someone decides they want to sit in front of you, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. But now, most fucking theaters have recliners. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which Which is is like, it it only took them until 2015 to do that. Yeah. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Like, seriously. It's just heightened the movie-going experience so much. Right. It really has. Right? It's just like, just kind of sit back. Hell yes. Have your heart ripped out of your fucking chest while watching Robert Downey Jr. (sighs) die as Iron Man. God damn it. Spoilers. I am Iron Long. (laughs) Oh, man. Wary parents wouldn't even let their kids play outside. Healthy or sick, everybody needed entertainment to help pass that time. That, coupled with the fact that post-war Americans had more money and leisure time than ever were ideal conditions for making a child's board game popular. The Milton Bradley executive Mel Taft said that Abbott, the inventor of Candyland, was a real sweetheart, whom he liked immediately. The two met when Abbott brought Milton Bradley a Candyland prototype sketched on butcher paper. Eleanor was just as sweet as can be, Taft recalled, which makes sense that he would like her like that, as Candyland is to Milton Bradley as Potato Head was to Hasbro. Good call. Yeah. Which is weird, because before Candyland was released, Milton Bradley was still primarily known as a maker of school supplies. Oh, yeah. So it's like, yeah. Milton Bradley and Hasbro both started as school supplies. Right. Which is fucking weird. It's 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 a weird gear to shift into. It is. Like, yes, it's both concerning kids, mm-hmm. but, you know, school supplies, that, that shit ain't fun. Well, Okay. Crayons, to an extent, or yeah, okay. If you if you find like a good fucking eraser, that you're like, oh, holy shit! Yeah. Like, remember when we used to draw all the time? And it's like we're like in a unique position to be like. Do you remember when erasable pens first came out? Oh yeah, and everybody's like, these are fucking cool. But now, like, with without the fucking rose tinted glasses, you're like, those fucking sucked. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't erase shit. <laughs> are weird and gritty yes, and, and hard for some yeah. fucking reason. Not that it's worse than like a hard eraser. You're like shredding paper as much oh, yeah, as you're you rip, erasing things. You fucking rip the whole fucking paper. Oh yeah. You spend all day writing this fucking paper and then all of a sudden yeah. 
there's a big fucking hole in it. Yeah. You just might as well just scratch it out and start over. Like, are you fucking kidding me? God fucking damn it. Let me tell you a story. Okay. I like stories. One day I got like an F on, assi- and an, on an assignment, okay? Yeah. I was very young. This had to have been like third, fourth, or fifth grade. Yeah. Okay? What I did was I copied the whole assignment to a separate sheet of paper. Yeah. Erased it. Yeah. Put at the top of the paper, draw a mouse, and drew, like, the shittiest mouse you could ever think of. Had my dad sign. Yeah. Under the F. Yeah. Okay? Went back to my room, erased the mouse, copied the paper back over to the original <laughs> paper, <laughs> and turned it into the teacher. That's baller as fuck. Did you get away with it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, huh, oh, that's some fucking next level shit. That is some, that's some genius level planning there. Yeah. That's, that's some Batman level preparation. Except <laughs> Batman had no dick. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, man. Um, no parents. No parents. The other big acquisition for Milton Bradley was Clue, and it had just been released, but like we said before, it didn't take off until like the 80s. Right. Candyland distinguished itself because, unlike most board games, kid could, kids could play it by themselves, an important feature in a country still concerned with the spread of polio. As parents kept their children indoors, distractions like Candyland became a way to keep them occupied, and the game's success leveled the playing field against game rival Parker Brothers, and the royalties it earned for Abbott paid off in another way. Those lousy Parker Brothers. <laughs> Always up to something. Milton Bradley is at least not fucking brothers. Yeah, I mean, it's a double-barreled last name, but I mean... Yeah, but it's not, well, we're the Parker brothers, and we're the Hessenfield brothers. Like, okay, like, we fucking get it, dude. Uh, All right. Your fucking parents fucked. We understand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Your parents fuck? <laughs> Goofy fox? Fox. Goofy fox. That's, uh, that's, a, still that's a thing in and of mind, itself. Dude. I mean, wow, okay. Like, even Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse only had nieces and nephews. Right. And Donald Duck only had yeah. nephews. Yeah. But Goofy? Nah, he's balls deep. But you know what? Doggy style. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? Oh. How do I know? I don't think I've ever met Donald's sister. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, Huey, Louie, and Dewey's mom. Mewie. Mewie. Mm-hmm. Mewie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just imagining Donald Duck with a wig on, Bugs Bunny style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally just fucking, like, Back to the Future. Uh, Marty McFly playing <laughs> his daughter. <laughs> like, you're like, okay. Yeah, so for Abbott, the royalties paid off in another way, as she reportedly donated most of her earnings from the game to be used for the purchase of supplies and equipment for uh, area schools. See, that's baller. Yeah. That's philanthropic stuff, man. Yes. I like it. And what's nice is, like, she was not erased from history, yeah. like, um, Monopoly yeah. and The Happy Meal, where you're like, wow, I had no idea. That is, like, that is a huge fucking feel-good story, because that's, like, that's, like, in the days before, like, mass media coverage and the, yeah. of, of shit like that. Yeah. You know, it's, like... That was done legitimately because she's a legitimately awesome person. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Because, like, it's it was rare for, like, adults to have polio. Right. And she had it. So she knew what they were going yeah. through. That she had a perspective that not a lot of people had. And rather yeah. than, like, be bitter about it, she's like, 
I, I gotta do something. For she these turned kids. that nag into a pause. That's right. That's right. The object of the game is to be the first player to reach home sweet home. You know, I'm a dreamer. Nice. Thanks. By following the path of colored spaces. Moves are made according to the colored squares uh, or pictures on cards drawn by the players. To start the game, you shuffle the cards well. You place them in a pile face down within easy reach of all players. The youngest child may play first. He draws the top card from the pile and moves the start or moves from start to the first matching color or picture space along the path. Other players follow him. All players observe these simple rules. Each player is represented by a different playing piece. Players begin at the start arrow. They travel in the direction of the mileage arrow signs. When a color card is drawn, the player moves along the path to the next color space that matches the square on the card. If the card has two color squares on it, the player moves along to the path to the second color square that matches it. When a picture card is drawn, the player moves to the space matching that picture. For example, if he draws the Gingerbread Man card, he moves immediately to the Gingerbread Man space. This may send a player ahead or back along the path. Womp womp. A player proceeds from that picture space to, the ne- to his next turn. Players false advantage of the Mountain Pass and Rainbow Trail only when they land exactly on the space at the beginning of these shortcuts. A player moves immediately to the other end of the path and proceeds from there on his next turn. So it's like very much like adjacent to shoots and ladders. Yeah. Where like so. you, you could have a little bit of back and forth depending oh, yeah. on what you draw. Uh, players must follow directions on the board regarding the cherry pitfalls and the molasses, molasses. Wow. Molasses. Molasses swamp. Raccoon. Mm hmm. Molasses swamp. <laughs> what are you doing in my molasses swamp? I got molasses swamp ass. <laughs> oh, God. Molasses swamp asses. That sounds like a Harry Potter spell. <laughs> to give your enemy instant swamp <laughs> ass. <laughs> molasses swamp asses. You're like, oh, God. You're like, oh, God. God. Oh, God. God change my shorts. <laughs> my Quidditch outfit. Oh, God. My Quidditch robes. Now, let me tell you. <laughs> In in my Twitter group chat the other day, mm. we were talking about Culver's. Oh, God, I love Culver's. I, I like Culver's cheese curds. Everything else I'm not wild about. Yeah, that's what I get it. Oh, uh, butter burger. Fucking, okay, eat it. The root beer's good, too. I have to be in a mood for root beer, man. I understand that. Root beer floats, though. I'll fuck with them any day of the week. But he was talking about Andy. You know, you met him. Yeah, yeah. Andy from 90s Court is talking about... How he likes Culver's, but it does not agree with him. I can see that. And I say, which I, which they all immediately are like, oh, come on. I say. I don't like you either. Oh, because it gives you Hershey squirts till the booty hurts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord. Oh, that's awesome. Which is what molasses swamp asses would be. Yes. Hershey squirts till the booty hurts. <laughs> yeah. Get that, get that case of pissing out your ass. <laughs> oh. Now, I'm, I'm at work yesterday. <laughs> I'm at work yesterday. Molasses swamp asses. I'm in the bathroom. Just, you know, boss makes a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I poop on company time. Yeah. This guy comes into the stall next to me. <laughs> Sits down and proceeds to make a phone call to who I assume is his wife. 
On the shitter? Yeah. <laughs> now, here's what he says. And I quote. Don't get offended, but your mom's meatloaf fucking sucks. Holy shit. I don't care what she puts in it. Don't bring that shit into my house ever again. He hangs up and then just proceeds to blow his entire ass out. Holy shit. Okay. okay. Like, Mm -hmm. is that, (laughs) I'm guessing that's, that that's why he was in the bathroom blowing his ass out. Yes. Because of the. Do you know how hard it was for me as a human being? To not laugh my fucking ass off at this dude. <laughs> I'm sitting in there like the like like part of the gif says. of that kid. So the picture of that kid with like that big ass vein in his forehead. Yeah. He's like, that's me. I'm like, oh, how the fuck do I not laugh at this? Oh. I, I, I don't think I could have. You're you're a stronger man than I. <laughs> I'm like, oh fuck, dude. I had to leave. I had to get out of there immediately. I'm like, I can't fucking be here. <laughs> You're pissing out your ass because that's the way you talk to your wife. You <laughs> your mom's meatloaf fucking sucks. Mom, so it's, like a, it's just like a fucking sitcom moment. <laughs> really, HBO fucking yeah, moment. Yeah, that's some curb right there. Yeah. Uh, rule number eight. Two or more players may occupy the same space. Provided they fight to the death. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. American Gladiator is just candy land. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Giant it's like, candy yes. sticks. <laughs> Hell yes! Or those big fake ass fucking like lollipop sticks from Willy Wonka. Oh yeah! <laughs> it's just something like, oh. <laughs> uh, home sweet home is reached by landing on the last blue space in the path, or by drawing a card that would take the player beyond that space if the path continued. If all the cards are used and the game is not finished, reshuffle them and use the pile over again. Characters depended on the version of the game. The kids. In the classic version, there are two blonde twins. In 2002, there are four kids of varying races. In the 2010 edition, they just got rid of the kids (laughs) entirely as kids and reintroduced them as, like, terrifying, like, Cronenberg-esque type of fucking, like... (laughs) There's a marshmallow kid, an ice cream cone kid, a uh, a gingerbread kid... And a gumdrop kid. That is some fucked up. God, please kill me. <laughs> Every moment I live is agony. Speaking of marshmallows, uh, they, they're playing Christmas music at work because, you know. Yeah. America. And I was thinking yesterday about the implications of if the world was, in fact, a marshmallow world during the winter. <laughs> Right? <laughs> now, snow already sucks. Yeah. Imagine trying to drive through a marshmallow, marshmallow. blizzard. Mm. Now, see, now, I, I might be in the minority, but I love snow. I love everything about it, except for driving in it. Right. Like, Which, if you're an adult, that's like, what you spend most of your fucking time doing. It's true. I mean, <sighs> call it hubris or foolish, misspent youth, but I used to go out driving every chance I could in the snow. Yeah. I, I used to be quite good at it, but, you Deep know. Deep-seated suicidal tendencies. <laughs> yeah. You're like, hmm, the weather outside is frightful. <laughs> it's like frightful, <laughs> frightful <music. laughs> But, uh, yeah, driving through marshmallows would suck. Yeah. That would be terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Imagine getting fucking decked in the face with a giant marshmallow snowball. Oh, that's going to break your jaw for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then be stuck to you. It's like insult to injury. Dude, could you imagine, like, Blizzard 
on fire. Mm. It'd be like napalm from the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Roasted marshmallowy death. Although you hold out, hold out a glass of hot chocolate. You know, right? There are perks. There are perks. <laughs> Very few, but there are. They are there. Fucking make a, a snowman out of marshmallow. <laughs> Making a marshmallow snow angel. Oh shit! They're never getting out of that. Nope. Though. They're fucking stuck to it. Yeah. That's mm. when all the animals come and pick oh, your yeah. ass clean. Yeah, that's fucking, it. That's it for you, buddy. <laughs> Fucking California kids are like, damn, mom, they got marshmallows now. <laughs> like, oh, we're not moving anywhere. <laughs> we're fucking staying here. But then that makes you think of Barney. If all the raindrops were sugar, sugar drops and gumdrops. Ooh, oh, what a rain that would be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a pain that would be. Just imagine, like. Gotta get the mail and you come back with welts all over yeah. your body. Is that, is that gumdrops? the fuck? It's like going out during paintball season with, like, just a shirt on. It's fucking... It's basically hail. Yeah. That if it's hot, it melts as it's coming down, and if it's cold, it's just fucking Ice. hard hail. Like, God damn. Sugar it's hail. Fucking standing outside with my mouth over wide. Ah, 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 ah. You're like, no, why? Yeah, it's like, whoa. I'm at, no, like... Yeah, okay, open your fucking throat to a gumdrop that is perfectly throat-sized. <laughs> open your... <laughs> Which reminds me of the time that I was young and I ate so many grapes. I, I would try to see how many grapes I could fit in my mouth. Oh, no. And then they just all involuntarily of themselves started just... going down my throat. <laughs> I'm like, what? what? I'm dying. I'm like, what the fuck? It's like those little nerf nerf balls now. yes yes <laughs> like, oh no 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 um you have mr mint who lives in the candy cane forest it sounds like that that'd be terrible sounds like a like an unused character from reservoir tonks <laughs> mr mint mr mint <laughs> uh mr mint is the candy cane woodcutter oh okay he was removed from the world of sweet and then brought back for the 2013 version as an ice skater instead of a woodcutter. Wow, that's a quite a change of professions. Yeah, they changed a lot. Duke of Swirl, which is Mr. Mint's replacement. Duke of Swirl. That sounds like somebody, like the school bully who's like exceptional at doling out swirls. Oh, hell yes. The Duke of Swirl. Duke, 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 Duke <laughs> of Swirl, Swirl, Swirl. <laughs> uh, uh, Grandma Nut. <laughs> who lives in a peanut brittle house. Which, you know what? Peanut brittle sounds great in theory. It does, but it's just... It's not. It's bad. It's like you'll... It shreds your mouth worse than a freaking Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch... Listen. If Captain Crunch shreds your mouth... You got a weak You have mouth. a weak fucking palate. Oh. And I literally am sipping from a glass of tea right now. He is. I watched him make it. Weak palate. That's why I was like, ooh, I don't like candy, but it's trying to ruin my mouth. Oh, you're a fucking baby. <laughs> Child mouth. Baby soft. Baby soft. Shout out to Dana. Baby soft. Baby soft. Uh, yeah, Grandma Nut lives in her peanut brittle house on the corner of Candyland. She was renamed Nana in the 2014 edition. Nana Nut? Nana, Nana. Nut Bread? Yeah, oh, I'm making some actually. <laughs> that's, that's weekend. Ooh. You know I'm allergic to bananas. Oh, it's true. Oh, so is 
uh, Kristen from Coffincast, oh, friend man. of the show. Allergic to bananas. It's weird. Apples and bananas. Oh God. It's a very Barney forward episode. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly. Um, Didn't see that coming. No. Baz King Candy, the king of Candyland, he lives He lives in a castle made of sweets, which... Yeah, as one would. Is ideal until you have all the structural yeah. integrity go or, out the door. Yeah. The first time it rains, you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're like fucking... You're just like, well, this is this is how I go. <laughs> Surrounded by your, what I love. In your sugar tower at the top of the spire. Oh, man. Watching your castle crumble before you. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. I hurt myself. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jolly, which is a depressed, chubby monster representing gumdrops. Me too. Same. Same. I'm also gelatinous and depressed. <laughs> and have an ironic nickname. <laughs> uh, he was removed from the 2010 version and then brought back after widespread outcry in the 2013 edition. Ooh. However, he was moved once again in 2014 edition. <laughs> it's like, wow, man. Man, called back up to the big leagues just for one season, sent back yeah. to the minors. Yeah. Uh, Plumpy, a fuzzy green monster under the gingerbread uh, plum tree. Also same. Mm-hmm. He was removed in the 2002 version and replaced by Mama Ginger Tree. That's racist. Mama Ginger Tree makes the best ginger snaps in all of Candyland. And she was removed from the game. Because <laughs> <laughs> that didn't save her. Cupcake Commons, Mama Ginger Tree's replacement in 2010. Uh, Princess Lolly, she was renamed Lolly after the 2002 edition. Oh. And later renamed Princess Lolly in the 2010 and 2014 editions. Get your shit together, Candyland. Yeah, come on. Sort out your fucking monarchy, assholes. Right? Queen Frostine who was later later renamed Princess Frostine in the 2002 edition. Downgrade. Downgrade. Well, it's probably because they, didn't, they couldn't have a king and a queen with different names. Like, yeah, yeah, okay, gotcha. Like, okay. Uh, and Lord Licorice, who was the villain of Candyland. Is it because he's black? Wow. You know what? Black Licorice is of the devil. You know, a lot of people say that. And let me tell. Let me guess. You like black licorice? I actually do. You fucking piece of shit. Isn't that weird? Fucking house. I know. You fucking nightmare. Me and my dad, we both. I, I got it from him. <sighs> so he, he started me off like my very very first candy I ever had when I was kid was good and plenty. And so that just kind of stuck with me. Mm-mm. Good and plenty, more like. Bad and ab- abundant. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's gonna be a hard pass for me. It's okay. It's okay. It's not for everybody. No, it's not. It's for fucking ninety-five-year-old men who taste oh. pain. <laughs> Which is ironically what I feel like most days. That's fair. Ugh, dude, it's just fucking. I, I kind of ruined your day, didn't I? Nyquil. People that like black licorice, black licorice also enjoy the taste of Dr. Pepper. Guilty! Yeah. Fucking heathens. And Jaeger bombs. Well, back when I could do caffeine. <sighs> what the fuck is wrong with you? I know. It's fucking weird. 
Black licorice is like the worst fucking candy. I disagree. What's the worst candy? Then? Circus peanuts. No, hell no. Circus peanuts are fucking disgusting. They're marshmallowy goodness. <sighs> I hate razzles. Razzles. Oh, soda cap. There's like pop soda caps. To an extent. Yeah. Some are great. Yeah. The, the rest are just ass. Yeah. Rupert Barrels though. Ooh. Classic. What else? What's some great? And you know what? Red vines. Uh, that's the hill I'll die on. Dude. Red vines are a hundred times better than Twizzlers I because Twizzlers are not real licorice. No, they're not. It's just, it's just sugar wax. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Sugar wax is good. Wax bottles. Oh, uh, yeah. With that nice little. And then you just fucking you you end up chewing on a piece of wax for like forty fucking minutes. Yeah. Like, how the how did I get here? <laughs> this isn't my beautiful bottle. <laughs> What else? What else? Candy buttons are a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Logistically. Yeah, you're like, they just fucking spray everywhere if you fucking open it wrong. Yeah. Um, you know what I do love? Mm. Sweet tarts. I like sweet tarts. Sweet tarts are the better version of Smarties. Agreed. Yes. Smarties are just like... Chalk with yeah. a little bit of sugar. That's like someone said, oh, my favorite candy, uh, candy cigarettes, candy cigarettes. Yeah. That's my favorite like, candy. Wait a minute. What? Why? That's disgusting. <laughs> that's like you're saying your favorite candy is Tums. Yeah. <laughs> I really love Rollades, man. You're like, what? That's not it's even like, candy. Man, Rollades are awesome. The mint. Ah. Oh. My favorite candy is chocolate covered gummy bears. That's a good one. Now you hear chocolate covered gummy bears, you're like. What? Hey, I was I was on that fence until I got converted. And then you have one, and you're like, it's like, holy okay, shit! Okay, this is fucking fantastic. It's got a unique mouthfeel. It does. But they're fucking delicious. Yeah, and especially because like, like I'm a super picky eater. Mm-hmm. Like, despite being a fat dude. Yeah, me too, man. But it's like, I got a thing about texture. Yeah. Like, texture is a big thing. Like, I can't do onions because I hate the fucking texture of onions. The crunch in my teeth just... Uh-huh. Unless they're, like, so, like, brain. caramelized that they're not even onions Still anymore? Still can't do it. Really? Nope. Well, I call bullshit because you know what's in the taco meat? Onions. I know. <laughs> I know. Believe me, I know. And here you complain. <laughs> it's called being polite. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. <laughs> um, let me tell you another candy that... It's 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 crazy underrated. Nobody ever fucking talks about it. When I was little, my grandmother was dying of breast cancer, right? Yes. Now, in the gift shop at the hospital, mm-hmm. there were these uh, little ice cream cones mm-hmm. that at the top had a marshmallow on it. Okay. And... For the longest time, like, it's one of those things where, like, did I make that up? Oh, wait, was it, like, a graham cracker cone? Thing? No, no, it was, like, legitimately, like, an ice cream cone. Like, same, same, it was oh, just made really? out of ice cream cone, yeah. Uh, they're called, they're called, let me see. Yum yum marshmallow cones. That sounds okay. It's not terribly imaginative. Oh, fuck, I remember those. They're fucking amazing. They're, it's the cone, like... I, I, it's been a solid 30 years since I've had one of those. I, I I like ice cream cones. Now, here's what a lot of people don't know, and I, I swear by this. Anytime you have a stomach cake, mm-hmm. a not-so-abrasive 
counterpart to crackers mm-hmm. is an ice cream cone with nothing in it. That's interesting. I because because it's dense enough that it's going to soak up some toxins. Yeah. But not so, like, because, you know, sometimes... overwhelming. Yeah, because crackers are salty as fuck. Yeah. And yeah. even if you get unsalted, they're dry as fuck. Uh, yeah, you're just like... But, like, ice cream cones, they're light, but they're, like, dense. Yeah. So... They got that crisp. Anytime you have a stomachache, empty ice cream cone. Huh. I'm going to do yeah. that next time. So, one day I went to this candy store in Tinley Park, and up on the top shelf was they a have... box of the fucking Yum Yum Cones. And I'm like, You're like holy, holy shit, shit, they're real. Yes. They do exist. <laughs> <laughs> so, now I know anytime I fucking want them, right there. Boom. You know, I know you hate Indiana, but we have one of the most awesome candy places ever called really? Albanese. Oh, yeah. Oh. Dude, I would, I would nuke are... all of Indiana except for Albanese. <laughs> I worked at a candy like factory basically for a little bit where I would like fill boxes and send orders out. Yeah. And that's where they got their all their gummy show was from mm. uh, Albanese. I like because if you go to the outlet store, you can buy a bag of their fuck-ups. Mm-hmm. The fuck-up gummies. Fucking awesome. It's like three pounds for like six bucks. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's fucking... It's dope. Hell yeah. Just so long as you don't mind some mangled ass looking frogs or whatever. Oh, yeah. No. Or kill me. Yeah. Um, locations in, in Candyland. We have Candy Castle. Uh, the Gingerbread Plum Trees. The Gumdrop Mountains. Licorice Castle. Lollipop Woods. We're going to Candy Mountain. <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> uh, molasses slash chocolate swamp. That's it, even worse. They actually, actually changed it to chocolate it's swamp. chocolate swamp. Uh, peanut, brittle, peanut Brittle House. Um, peppermint Forest. Ice Cream Sea. Ice Cream Slopes. The Ice Palace. Licorice Forest, Licorice Lagoon, Chocolate Mountain, Cupcake Commons, Peanut Acres, Snowflakes Lake, Nana's Nut House. <laughs> yeah. It's a crazy person. I find that humorous. Nana's Nut House. Okay. You know, this, these all sound like, like locations for a Mario Brothers game. They do. But also, Nana's Nut House sounds like... Uh, a brothel for elderly people? Yeah. Nana's nut house. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting milked, and then you're getting milk. <laughs> uh, Lollipop Palace. And Frosted Palace. Mm. There are also, like most of the board games we've covered, a crazy amount of versions. There's Candyland, Candyland the World of Sweets, a 50th anniversary. What? Anniversary? A 50th Anniversary Edition, a Retro 1967 Edition, a 65th Anniversary Edition, a My Little Pony Edition, a crazy-ass crossover Connect 4 version. <laughs> I'm, I, I copied the description. It's a game mashup. 
Two favorite brands come together to create one awesome game. This Connect 4 game has a Candyland twist. Players take turns knocking out plastic candies from the bottom row of the Connect 4 frame. Each time one gets knocked out, a new disc must be placed in one of the slots at the top of the frame. The plastic candy tokens keep moving out and dropping down as players try to get a set of two, three, or four candies adjacent to each other on the bottom row, or vertically up and down from the bottom. The, ca- the game mashups Candyland Connect 4 game is a great idea for a birthday or holiday gift for boys and girls ages 6 and up. That doesn't sound terrible. No, it's pretty fucking cool. It's like it's like pink. It's like a really oh, nice looking like. That's cool. They should do more shit like that. They really should. Cause like mashing things up when you're little is fun as fuck. Think about like yeah. you're like, why does this bowl of Lucky Charms have cocoa puffs in it? You're like, like why the fuck because not? Reasons. I am God. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. I am God now. Yeah. Uh, there is. An edible version. Oh. There is a VHS, a CD-ROM, and a DVD version. Oh, damn. And a version with small action figures. Yeah. There's somebody who loves small action figures. Yeah. That that appeals to me. You know who our action figure is? It's Facty. Oh, it's Facty. There is a strain of marijuana called Candyland. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm an Orange Crush guy myself. You know, hey. Uh, the strain grows well indoors and out, and patients turn to Candyland when trying to moderate pain, muscle, muscle tension, and sour moods. <laughs> Somebody hook me up. <laughs> Candyland offers uplifting and simulating effects, making it a perfect strain for social gatherings or creative pastimes. Somebody get this man Candyland. Candyland. <laughs> Over 40 million Candyland games have been sold, according to Hasbro, who acquired the Milton Bradley Company in 1984. Because of course they did. Uh, yeah, you know. The success of the game is because of the following. In a world filled with advanced technology and fading fads, the sweet simplicity of this game keeps it continually popular generation after generation. I give I give props to the person who wrote that. That's pretty slick. Yeah. It's true, though. You know? Yeah, like, it is. Everything is like going out of its way to be so intricate. Yeah. When you're just like, just give me something fucking simple. Yeah. You know? uh, it's like cars are like that now. Yeah. In 1996, presumably with some uh, consultation, Hasbro discovered that an adult website had registered the phrase Candyland for its URL. (laughs) In one of the first major domain name disputes, Hasbro argued that the website diluted the value of the board game, and an injunction was granted in the U.S. District Court of Washington. (laughs) Like, okay. Candyland.XXX. Oh, God. Somebody shoving a fucking candy cane in themselves. Oh man, hmm. that would have gone really good with like lemon party and oh, meat spin. <laughs> meat spin. Two girls, one cup. <laughs> just all these fucking blue waffle. All oh, these things God. that you're just exposed to. Yeah, tub girl. Oh, Goatsy. Uh, tub girl. God, I just I forgot about tub. Oh no. I'm sorry. Oh. My whole day is ruined. <laughs> ruined, I see. Ruined. Uh, the boy and the girl on the board were holding hands until 2010. 
which isn't unusual for boy and girl to be holding hands. Right. Except for the fact that they were holding left hands. <gasps> yeah, that's right. They were, weren't they? Yeah. 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 That. No. Just an overlook that's, that's, that's just never fixed. Yeah. Still, again, with the Cronenberg. Yeah. Candyland almost became a movie starring Adam Sandler. <laughs> Jesus Christ. In 2012, Adam Sandler was announced as being the star of a Candyland feature film. The hold up? Well, Landmark Entertainment, the company that created the characters for the game in 1984, argued that Hasbro had no right to enter into a, an agreement to license these characters out for a feature film. <sighs> Hasbro contested the characters were part of a work-for-hire agreement, and to date, the only adaptation of the game has been a 2005 direct-to-video animated feature, Candyland the Great Lollipop Adventure, which is also the year that Candyland was inducted into the Toy Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. oh synchronicity. Nice. Yeah. So we reached the end of another wild ride here at Toys R Us. If you like what you heard and learned, and you'd like to continue learning, consider doing the following. Leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes slash Apple Podcast. It's... It'll save us from molasses swamp asses. Yeah, we don't need that swamp asses. Nobody does. That's the best part about winter, no swamp ass. Yeah, that's true. Unless you live somewhere that's not winter, but it is winter. Yeah. We get it, Florida. Yeah. Florida is just... Perpetual it's swamp ass. America's winning. Yeah. You're right. So eloquently said. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow us on all social media. We're at Toys R Us Podcast across the board. And you can support us by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash Toys R Us Podcast. You're definitely likely to get one of us if you if you reach out. Oh, it's yeah. Like we're, 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 fucking, we're on there all the time. Yeah. Like... Always. Always. I'm never not... Connected. Yeah. Yeah. Until next time. Remember to not ride Artax into the molasses swamp. Oh! And remember you will always be a Toys R Us kid. Fuck. (laughs) I'd like to take the time out to thank our patrons. We couldn't do this without you. So, thank you to Jeremy, Jessica, Nicole, Amy, Nicole, Nicole, Juanita, Sabrina, Shannon, and Steven. Thanks a bunch, guys. Hanging around downtown by myself And I had so much time to sit and think about myself And then there she was Like double cherry pie, yet there she was Like disco superfly I smell sex and candy Land <laughs>